Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Eagles. I'm your host, Devin Caney. I have a really exciting guest coming on in just a bit. You probably recognize his name and face from the Tunnel of the Link. Eagles insider and someone I'm honored to call my co-host on the Eagles live postgame show, airing on Jacob Media's YouTube channel and 6abc.com after every Eagles game, Mr. Derek Gunn. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for the all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online, your sportsbook experts. Derek Gunn, thank you so much for joining me. A long time no speak. Last time we talked, it was immediately after the Eagles game. Um, so now that we've had a day or two to digest, how are you feeling about that game? Uh, very impressed uh, with what we saw. Uh, didn't know what to expect, obviously, going in because um, – we didn't see much of anything. Like uh, like most teams in the league, the Eagles kept it very vanilla in the preseason. Uh, but I think coming out of that game, if there's one thing we learned, especially about the offense, is that they have weapons all over the field. They have speed all across the field. Uh, the, the offense is very creative in terms of keeping uh, defense on its heels. And I feel much better right now about this team being able to compete um, and probably winning more games than, than they're going to lose in 2021. Whether that translates into a playoff appearance remains to be seen, obviously, with uh, health, consistency, and things like that. But, you know, I was really impressed across the board uh, on both sides of the football with what I saw from this team. Well, one game down, what do you have to say to people who are kind of discounting the win because it's just the Falcons? You know, mm. they can't beat the 49ers, which is our next opponent coming up, and we'll get to that in a bit. And, yeah. you know, that they're not going to win as many as they lose. Um, do, do you think that's a correct take? No, I think uh, as we look at it right now, uh, be optimistic. Uh, I know a lot of people, myself included, were pessimistic going into the season um, because so much newness around this team, a head coach that had never been a head coach before in the National Football League, uh, a quarterback that only had four games of experience under his belt, a youth movement, a wide receiver, uh, mixing and matching pieces on the defense to make your defense functional, uh, bringing in Eric Wilson at linebacker, bringing in a Steve Nelson at cornerback. But uh, I think as we see it right now, I would say those who are pessimistic, uh, be a little bit more optimistic about the prospects. You know, keep your fingers crossed also, because as we've already seen in week one, a lot of players are already dropping like flies across the National League with significant injuries. And if there's one thing that really plagued this team the last couple of years, it was an abundance of injuries. So just, just keep your fingers crossed that this team stays healthy and let's see what they do, especially against better competition that's coming up. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because at right when you joined this call and I wasn't going to get to this until later, but uh, Raheem Mostert from the 49ers just posted yep. that he's out for the entire season. How big of an impact do you think that'll have on their upcoming game? Well, he, you know, he he's a workhorse and, you know, and he's a strong runner, uh, keeps the legs churning after the, after the initial contact. 
And San Francisco, they like to play bully ball on both sides of the football. They like to pound you, tra- pound you away at the run to set up their p- play action pass plays. They like to out physical you on defense. So losing him is a big blow to their running game, you know. And they also lost uh, one of their top cornerbacks, Jason Verrett. Uh, he has a torn ACL, so he he's gone for the season now. Ryan Mostert, they said there's a possibility he may only be out eight weeks because he has a. Uh, a chip fragments in his knee, a chip uh, uh, tendon fragments in his knee. So there's a possibility he may return, obviously not this upcoming week. Um, But, you know, when you're a team that went through as many injuries as the Eagles did last year, meaning San Francisco, because they were decimated by injuries, especially on defense, um, you know, you just kind of hold your collective breath and hope that, okay, this is not the, the beginning of a snowballing effect. I mean, you look at what happened to the likes of the Baltimore Ravens before they played their first game. They lost their first top three running backs and one of their top two cornerbacks for the season. Mm. So Mm. they went into that first game against the Raiders already at a severe deficit, and it showed in the way that game was played. Uh, But anybody who can stay relatively healthy that's considered an upper echelon team in the National Football League, uh, that's a huge factor, uh, almost as much as going out and executing the plays itself. I want to talk more about our upcoming game against the 49ers, but first I want to backtrack a little bit because there were a few things I wanted to ask you regarding Sunday's game. Um, Lane Johnson is a part of our post-game show. You know him well. You've been an Eagles insider, so not just Lane, but you are familiar with a lot of current Eagles players. Have you gotten any further intel or insight that you can share um, about how they're feeling? Because every video that I've seen from their locker Mm -hmm. room, like it is truly the first time I feel like I've gotten good vibes from this Eagles team Mm -hmm. since their Super Bowl year. Is that the general vibe you're getting from the players? Um, yes. Uh, e- elation, I think, is the best word to describe what's going on right now, um, because, you know, players will tell you, well, I don't listen to all the outside noise. I don't listen to what the media said. That's a lie. Uh, they all listen to it, whether they listen to it directly or they have someone or someone's close to them that give them information firsthand. So they hear all the negativity that's out there. You know, Jalen Hurst is not dumb. He's smart enough to realize that there are a lot of people who doubted his ability to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Um, you know, the front office, the coaching staff, they've heard all the negativities about, you know, who's this guy? You know, he. Mm-hmm. I will say this, though. If you look at the history of Jeffrey Lurie since he's on this team, he's done a great job of bringing in coaches that people initially say, what? Why would you hire him? Andy Reid, you know, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson. And now Nick Sirianni, obviously, we only have one sample of what Nick Sirianni is as a head coach, but it's a very good sample. They come mm-hmm. out of the gate. They put all that negativity to side. They rally around their own cause. They come out. They put a smackdown on the Atlanta Falcons. So it's it's like euphoria right now, not just in the locker room, but throughout the organization that the, the way they played that first game, hopefully they can build upon that. I need you to get some intel for me. I need okay. you to, next time you talk to Lane or a player, I need to find out if Nick's here. And I don't know if you're familiar with Ted Lasso. It's a show right, uh, starring right. Jason Sudeikis. Right, I need right. to know if Nick Sirianni has ever watched that show because okay. I, per, I love that show. I don't know if you have so many people mm. have compared his coaching style to Ted okay. Lasso. And I totally see it. He's, you know, a, a player's guy. He's rocking their T-shirts and sweatshirts that have right. player sayings on them. So I just, I need confirmation that uh, Nick Sirianni has watched that show and maybe pulled a little bit of inspiration from him. I would be willing to bet that he didn't and Nick Sirianni yeah. is just unique in his own, but I am very curious about that. 
Just for you, I will find out that information. I know what the show is. I know the concept behind the show. Mm-hmm. I've never watched the show, uh, but I know what it is. But yeah, I will ask a couple of players uh, if he watches that show indeed. But you're right. You know, when when you come into a new environment and you're coming into an environment where you have a lot of proven players, players who have been in this league a while, players that have achieved a lot of money and a lot of individual and collective success, players that have been pro bowlers, all pros. You come in here as this young hot shot expected to turn the world upside down in Philadelphia after what we've had to go through the last couple of years. You know, you're going to have players looking at you cross side like, okay, who's this guy? You know, and he comes in with all this energy and youth and he, he hires a special teams coordinator who's younger than half the players on his team. You know, a lot of it, he's got the youngest coaching staff in the National Football League, but he immediately won these guys over uh, with his pers- uh, personality, his energy. Uh, ever since I talked to guys back in April and May, uh, he said, they all said, I like the concept that he's drawing up in terms of what we're going to run. Um, and that's all you can ask. Then you have to go out and do it. And, and, you know, he, he's already, he's already shown that he can be your buddy, but he, he can also be that disciplinarian. I mean, time, there were times in training camp, he would stop practice and coach a player up, you know, and Jalen Rager, ask Jalen Rager about how many times mm-hmm. he got coached up in practice and training camp for running the wrong route or not being in the right place at the right time. You know, so he, he, he's crossed both lines in terms of, Hey, you can talk to me about any and everything, but also know that I have final say. And if I see you doing something wrong, I'm going to correct you on it. And players respect that. And obviously the biggest respect is if you win more games than you lose, you know, if it becomes a losing environment, you know, you'll start hearing players mumble, mumble under their breath about what's going on. But if they're winning more than they're losing, and even if they're losing, but they're being competitive, um, you can't say anything negative about what's going on uh, within the organization right now. Because as Jeffrey Lurie told us way back when, uh, uh, shortly after the first part of the year, he viewed this as a transition year, meaning a rebuilding year. Well, if you're rebuilding and you're winning more than you're losing, that means you're way ahead of the curve. Right. Is that the general vibe you got from players last season, the mumbling under their breath, you know, what are we doing here? Yeah, because you look what was going on. I mean, this team couldn't win a game. You know, they couldn't stay healthy. It was a Mm -hmm. mess. And the biggest reason why it was a mess was because because of the health issues. They had 13 different combinations starting along the offensive line. That was ridiculous. So your quarterback had no continuity up front. He had very little protection up front. He was running for his life. He was sacked over 50 times. He was hit over 120 times. You know, wide receivers were frustrated. Defense was frustrated. They couldn't get off the field. They couldn't stop anybody, mainly because the offense kept giving the ball back to the uh, you know opposing team's offenses. So the defense was worn down. So, yeah, there was a lot of dissension. You know, I, I will give I will give that locker room credit for one thing. You didn't hear a lot of it openly. Like you look at a lot of teams when things are going bad. You have players stepping up and speaking out openly about, you know, this is bad. I don't want to be here. You know, we got too many guys playing for themselves. But, you know, having having the opportunity to talk to people behind closed doors, you know, that don't talk publicly, you learn a little bit more. And there was a lot of, you know disenchantment with what was going on. The the quarterback, it was at the forefront of it. Uh, You know, attention between him and the the coach, which eventually came out. And then it trickled down to everybody else. I mean, you know, if you're in a bad environment, even if it doesn't directly affect you, if it starts to trickle down, it starts to spread like a disease, and it does affect you somewhere along the the line where it brings down your personality, uh, your enthusiasm as well. 
And that's oh, exactly yeah. what happened last year. Last season, it, it was painful to watch every single right, one of right. those games, even right. if Jalen Hurts was playing, because it didn't feel like they were playing as a team ever. Um, right. So, yeah, again, just refreshing to see. Hopefully they keep that up this season. Um, I want to get to our upcoming game, home opener against the 49ers. Eagles mm-hmm. are underdogs once again, mm-hmm. despite winning. Uh, but I always say it's how we thrive. Um why do you think people are counting the Eagles out against this 49ers team? Well, because of the 49ers track record just a couple of years ago, uh, when they were healthy, I mean, they were a beast. They were mowing people over. Didn't win the Super Bowl, but they were mowing people over. And now they're healthy. And if you watch them play against Detroit on Sunday, they're playing the exact kind of football they were playing in 2019. Physical football on both sides uh, of the ball. They built up a 28-point lead on the Lions. Now, of course, it's the Detroit Lions. You know, I think you and I could possibly field a team and beat the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, but I, I, uh, they built it up. They almost blew the lead. I think they called off the dogs after they built that 28-point lead. But the 49ers are going to be rugged. They have a good quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan is a very creative um, offensive coordinator, offensive mind, and he loves plays of explosion. And he's got a receiver named Debo Samuels. Uh, and he's got a tight end named George Kittle. Debo Samuel is, is an explosive player. George Kittle is like trying to ch- tackle a freight train. You know, and people you just see people bouncing off them like like Super Bowls. So the, and the defense is healthy. They got a whole bunch of first round picks sprinkled across that defensive front. Um, they're fast. They're active. They're they're stout in the trenches. And so I you know again. Those who doubt the Eagles right now is based on okay, you beat up on an Atlanta Falcons team that doesn't have a lot of weapons. Let's see what you do now when you step up against the big boys. Now, if they come out and they beat the San Francisco 49ers, I think going into that game against the Dallas Cowboys, no matter what the Cowboys do this particular weekend, I think a lot of people will give the Eagles a lot more respect, not just locally, but nationally as well. And I know a big concern coming out of our, even though we did win um, in week one was defense, specifically our run defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then facing the 49ers offense that if they continue their two quarterback system could become a tricky situation. Um, What if you had to pick like one item from our defense that they need Mm -hmm. to work on heading into this game, what would it be? First of all, you got to stop the run. You cannot let uh, San Francisco run up and down the field. They did a great job of adjusting and, and, and maintaining more gap control. Initially, the Falcons were running right up and down the field. On The first two drives, the Falcons ran 29 plays. Um, mm-hmm. You cannot let the 49ers just come out and run the football against you. Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, um, you know, um, um, what's the, the young tackle out of Louisiana Tech. Um, you have to be stout. You have mm-hmm. to be stout against the run and force them to pass the ball more than they want to pass the ball. Um, I, I think if they can control the run game, it helps out this, the back end of their defense tremendously. You know, um, Rodney McLeod is not ready yet. Marcus Epps started a safety. He went down with a concussion. We don't know if he's going to play this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but but when, when you look at a 49ers team that has a little bit more talent and a lot more physicality than the team you just faced, um, you're going to have to be even that much better than you were. So if you can stop San Francisco's r- run, make them one-dimensional, uh, get after Jimmy Garoppolo, get after Trey Lance, 
make them get off their marks. Don't let them get comfortable back there in the pocket throwing the football. You're going to have a successful day against that 49ers team. Are you concerned about either Jimmy G or Trey Lance? Well, you know what? It's a combination of the two because we only saw Trey Lance one play. His only play was a touchdown pass in the game. But obviously, uh, Shanahan uh, feels that he can utilize Trey Lance in certain situations and get productivity out of him. To me, Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback, not a great quarterback, and he's the type of quarterback, depending on what day of the week it is. I mean, he could play um, he could play like Tom Brady one week and could play like a third-string quarterback the next week. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know which quarterback is going to show up uh, this particular Sunday. But a lot, of, a lot of how Garoppolo plays on Sunday depends on how the, the defense plays against Garoppolo and that 49ers offense. So I'm hoping the third the third string quarterback version of Garoppolo shows up on Sunday. Now, like I said, defense from game one was kind of the main focus of criticism. Uh, yeah. If you could improve one thing on offense, on the Eagles offense, what would you improve? Wow. Wasn't much to improve on. I would say maybe um, a little bit more balance, uh, run the ball mm-hmm. a little bit more take a little bit more pressure off of uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts did a great job. Uh, the, the, the Atlanta Falcons loved the blitz. Uh, the Eagles did a great job of picking up the blitz, number one, and when they did not, Jalen Hurts did a great job of sidestepping from where the pressure was coming from, either stepping up and taking off or sidestepping the pressure one way or the other and buying himself a little bit more time to find an open receiver down the field. Um, so I, I would say if there's one thing that they should improve on running football a little bit more, if you can get this 49ers defense on its heels, which is going to be a huge task trying to run the football against this 49ers front. But if you can have success running the football, that's going to open up a lot more things in your play action, your RPOs and your overall passing game. And that'll help you in a whole lot of ways in terms of jumping on this 49ers team and hopefully staying on top of this 49ers team. What about Jalen Hurts throwing deep balls? There were some complaints that he didn't throw enough uh, deep. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, he didn't have to. The offense, the way it was designed, mm-hmm. he didn't have to throw a lot of deep balls. It was basically hit the, hit the guys open in the intermediate routes. I know there's a lot of question marks about the strength of his arm. I've always said he has a good arm, maybe not a great arm, but it's a good enough arm to get the ball down the field to his wide receivers if they get past the secondary. You know, every quarterback in this league doesn't have a great arm, doesn't have an Aaron Rodgers-type arm or a Ben Roethlisberger-type arm. You don't have to if you're in the right offensive system. And from what we've seen of one game, um, you know, Nick Sirianni has a game plan designed for the strengths of Jalen Hurts, whether it's the passing game or, you know, the quarterback keeper game uh, plays designed for Jalen Hurts to keep the ball and run it. Um, So, you know, I have no problem with it right now. You know, as long as they keep winning, who cares if he can throw the ball a country mile (laughs) as long as he can get it to where it needs to go in any particular time, you know? Yeah, yeah, fair point. I agree. Um, All right, Derek, well, thank you so much. Lastly, I need your prediction. Is it a win? And what's the final score? Um, I'm extremely elated uh, about what the Eagles did against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I have my concerns. Um, I, I do think because it's a home opener and for the first time since 2019, the stadium's going to be packed. Everybody's going to be jacked. Eagles coming off that winning feeling, but I'm leaning towards the 49ers in this game, 27 to 24. Wow. Okay. You know, I, I know you're shocked. I, I know you're shocked. <laughs> There are just so many factors that play in our favor with it being the home opener. Right, but um, right. yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly don't. I, I don't know what we're going to do. I hope they win, but I feel like you might not be wrong. We'll see though. See, see, you're not. The thing is, you're not going to rattle this 49ers team. If they were playing a young team, let's say they were playing the Falcons coming in here. 
the Falcons might have been overwhelmed by the crowd noise, uh, the mm-hmm. loudness of the noise, um, and the fact that a bunch of young players are are, are learning what they're supposed to do in this 49ers system, uh, in, 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 in the Falcon system. But this 49ers team, these guys have been together for a while on both sides of the ball. They've been in big games before most of them. They know how to handle crowd environments. And the best way to take a crowd out of the, out of the, out of the game itself is to get on top of them and, and keep your foot on their throats. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what this 49er team likes to do. They like to get on teams and put their foot on their throats and take the crowd noise and take the team's momentum away. I'm not saying that's going to happen in this game, but I'm just saying this is a veteran 49ers team, which a coach uh, with a proven coach who calls great game plans for the most part, um, has a great scheme, and he loves to use plays of trickery and deception. So they're not going to be rattled by the crowd noise and it being the Eagles' home opener. So just based on overall experience um, and, and seeing this 49ers team in years past, recent years past, that's why I think this 49ers team somehow finds a way to eke out a win. Sorry, Eagles fans, but you but Eagles fans follow me because they respect my honesty, whether yeah. whether they agree with me or not. I'm just being as honest as I can be. And we appreciate the honesty. I will keep the receipts. I will keep that soundbite and play it back if we're talking about a will. win on the post game show. I'm just gonna, I know you will. I, I'm not going to forget that. All right, Derek, thank you so much for joining. Um, I really appreciate it. Be happy to do it anytime. Exciting news. Our pod is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest Believe B-L-E-A-V Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. And that'll do it for this episode of Believe in Eagles Pod. I'm Devin Caney. This podcast is presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.